Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right. Hello and welcome to this episode of the OCD and Anxiety Show. My name is Matt Cotty and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the founder of Restored Minds. And so on this episode, I wanted to talk today about how fear is really the greatest opponent in life that you're ever going to face. And the more effective you get at facing this opponent, the better and in, in, in larger your life is going to get. It's just there's a direct correlation to that. So um, before we dive in, you know, uh, we really appreciate your support real quick. If you could uh, like and subscribe as well as leave a comment or review on iTunes uh, just to help with the algorithm of the show. And also, if you're looking for resources, there are some links right beneath uh, this in the notes um, to our guide as well as our workshop. You can also fill out an application on restoredminds.com um, if you're looking to to work to help, uh, you know, really get your life back from OCD and, and anxiety. So uh, please check out those resources. So moving into the show, when when you start to understand fear as the, the reason I say fear is the biggest opponent that you'll face is because the nature of living in fear is that your life gets smaller. And there's so many, you know, ways that we could articulate this or, you know, kind of present, um, you know, examples, so to speak. But um, really, I mean, like the, the best examples, right, that I can usually, you know, um, show are things like agoraphobia, right, where people literally become afraid of leaving the house. And the more and more fear contains them, the more afraid they get of leaving the house. And ultimately, their life becomes confined to very small spaces. Now, that's a very literal example of someone's life becoming small. But I mean, this happens in other ways, too, right? So like if people that are afraid of flying that don't travel, right, because they're afraid of flying, well, the, the options and opportunities to see different parts of the world or to go, you know, try experiences that aren't local become cut off, right? And what fear does is it really sets these kind of invisible boundaries for your life. So if you're afraid of getting hurt into, you know, in a relationship, because maybe you had a, a bad relationship, uh, you know, years ago, months ago, decades ago, it doesn't matter. You, you then set a boundary of like, well, I'm not going to let that happen again because right? you're afraid of the pain, right? Or the afraid of the hurt, but then therefore you prevent possibility, right? You prevent that other, like those good possibilities from coming into your life. Same thing with, um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I guess we can go like any, like any phobia with contamination, with intrusive thoughts, right? The more you, the, oftentimes a big compulsion is avoidance and that's all, you know, that's all fear driven. You avoid being triggered, so you avoid these experiences. And by avoidance and and you know checking and controlling and doing all these things, you're making your life smaller, which is why fear, I believe, is your greatest opponent in life because it it prevents you from living. You you just survive, right? That's what fear is. It's a, it's a survival instinct. 
And 99% of the stuff that we are afraid of actually, you know, really is just in our minds and it doesn't pose any, any real threat. Like there's a difference between danger and fear, right? Danger is real. It's happening right now. It's a present threat. Fear is, is what our mind comes up as possible dangers, right? And the, and, and the idea of possible danger and dangers are two radically different things. But, but oftentimes we, we confuse them as the same. We say, well, I really feel fear right now. So there must be, this must be valid. And nine out of 10 times, that's not true, you know? And, but because we take it as true, then we limit our, and limit our lives. And, and the thing about, and, and the, you know, the best way I could, uh, I could, you know, share a case one time that I worked on a young man, young boy. I mean, really, he was probably, you know, 10, 11 years old. I don't, I forget exactly. Um, but he had come up with th this idea that there were like walking through certain doorways or, you know, I should say his mind came up with these ideas that walking through certain doorways or crossing certain lines, then something bad would happen. I'm not going to go into specifics of what that was. Um, but it was, it was obviously it was, it was not, it was not logical. Right. And so what he did is he, you know, kind of had these safe spaces. So when I first met him, he was confined to his house. And then we started, what we started doing is literally crossing through these lines together and, and seeing if those bad things were really going to happen. Because what we, you know, what I believe and what I told him and what I tell almost anyone that I've ever worked with is what I, what I've really come to believe is it's actually better to have your worst fear come true than to live in fear of it your whole life. That, that's a hard concept for a lot of people. Now, I'm not saying that you should make your worst fear come true. And, and most of the time when you really just face the worst fear happening, you know, usually it's just smoke and mirrors, nothing happens. But, but living controlled by fear is a prison. And this, this kid was a great example where he was in a prison. He was in the prison of his house. And then all of a sudden it was a prison of the driveway. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, and, and he couldn't go and do surfing and skateboarding and all these things that he wanted to do. And what we literally did is we walked through those lines and we challenged it. And it went from, hey, I can't leave my room to, hey, I'm out at the kitchen to, hey, I'm out in the driveway. And then we went down and drove over to the mall and walked through that. And then it was like, and then we're going to the beach. And I remember walking into the ocean with him and him having his board and going out and surfing, you know, and, and walking through each barrier was on the other side of each barrier was this huge possibility that opened up. Now, what kept happening though, is the fear tried to set new barriers and new barriers and new barriers. And once we moved at it and we started to, and, and one of the keys was we moved at it very aggressively. And I talk about that with the AAA response with attack, right? Like really moving at your fears. And there's the correct way to do that, you know? So, um, you know, there, there's like healthy and correct ways to do that, I think. But the more you move at your opponent, the more power you take, right? The more you move away from the opponent, the more power you give. And what fear really is, is a power struggle for your life. And I, and I truly believe that. I believe that because I've lived it, number one. You know, I know what it's like to live being controlled by fear. You know, I did it for many years. And um, it's, it's, 
you just survive. That's all it is, right? Fear is a survival mechanism. And there's more to life than, than just surviving, right? Living a life where you're just surviving is not living. It's, it really is that. It's just surviving. And fear is your ability to conquer and face down fear transforms life from surviving to thriving it. That's, that's the bridge that you're walking when you face fear. You're saying, like, I, I, wanna, I want more than just surviving. Like, I want to I live. I want to thrive in life. I want to thrive in all aspects of my life, in my job, in my relationships, financially, right? I want to travel. I want to enjoy foods. I want to, you know, like, I want to, whatever it is that you want, like, that's, that's obtainable. But fear is going to be part of that process. Just will. And that's okay. And, and the thing is, is once you really get good at facing the opponent of fear, and what I'm talking about is that feeling that happens inside of you and being able to feel that feeling when it surfaces and move against it, not let it control you. That, in my opinion, is, is the greatest opponent you'll ever face in life. And the more you face it, the larger your life will become and the more opportunities that will be available to you. And it's all done inside you, right? That's the thing. It's like, it's all done inside you. It, it's, it's just, it, and, and it's not about like, you need to go do these radical things or anything like that. Like, I think there's the, this, this myth of this one-off experience with exposure that I'm just going to go do this exposure once and I'm going to face my fear once and then I'm never going to have to deal with it again. It doesn't work like that in my, in my experience, to be honest. In fact, what's much better is that gradual facing of fear every single day to that act of defiance against fear. That time where you want to avoid something because you're going to get triggered or that time where you say, Hey, I want to sit near the exit and you choose not to, or that time you, you know, again, someone touches your fork and you think it's contaminated and you choose to eat with it anyway. Most of the times when we face fear, no one ever is going to notice except us. We usually think everyone's looking at us and noticing all the things and all the times we're triggered. Most of the time, no one's noticing because they're all encountering their own fears as they go about their day. And when you, when you successfully do those little things consistently, that compounding effect is, is where freedom is. Because you're living your life on your terms. You're not living your life how fear dictates you to live and that that's freedom that's freedom and it's scary it is you know and 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 it's there's no other real way to say it but again the more we do it the better we get at it the larger our life gets that's what i've i've noticed in my own life and i've seen it many times in my client's life and i and i remember so well with that young man when we were just walking through that line that his mind said hey we can't cross that line we just moved against it we moved against it in a very short period of time right you know it was i can't leave my house to i'm surfing in the ocean and that's that's available to anyone it's just about seeing the lines that fear set, being able to work with the feelings when they come up in healthy ways. And again, we obviously walk people how to do that effectively in, the, in, in our taking back control program. 
And so if you're, you know, interested in getting help with that, it's like, yeah, please fill out an application, you know, um, because the cost of living in fear is staying in a prison is staying in a metaphorical prison. It might be a literal prison or a metaphorical one. That's the cost. See, one of the things that I think is so challenging is most people, when it comes to like um, investing in help or anything like that, they look at the cost of the investment and will justify not doing it because they see it as an expense, but, but not looking at the cost of staying trapped in fear. Like, like it's almost like the fear prevents them from ever really taking an honest look at that. Because if you saw it and saw it for what it really was, there's no, there's no, there's no way that's worth it. There's no way it's worth living a life controlled by fear. And that's the last thing that the, the, the fear ever wants you to see, I think. And, and that's why, again, I really believe it's, it's your greatest opponent because it will limit your life and it will prevent you from even seeing that it's doing it. You'll, you'll justify it day in, day out of why all these compulsions and all these rituals, you need to keep doing them, you know, and, and you'll justify it every day. And then those days will turn into weeks and those weeks will turn into months and those months will turn into years and years will sometimes turn into decades. And all of a sudden you'll reach the final stage of life and look back and, you know, I mean, like, you know, just like, I think it was Winston Churchill, it may have been Mark Twain, right? You know, um, but they, you know, said these famous quotes on their deathbed to something to the effect of, man, I've had so much suffering in, in my life and most of it never happened because I let fear run the show there. And we're all, we're all going to have that. We're all going to have that moment in our life where we're going to look back and look at ways fear controlled us or prevented us from doing things that we wanted, X, Y, and Z. The goal should be to make that as limited as conversation as possible. And the way to do that is by starting today. To say, hey, I'm going to move against fear today. And if I do it every day consistently, by the end of my life, I'll be able to look back and be like, I won that fight. Yeah, it was there. I lost some rounds, sure. But overall, I won the fight. I beat the opponent. And that that's my goal for my life, right? That's my that's when I talk to my clients like that's those are goals worth setting. It's not about being perfect. It's not about uh, you know, reaching nirvana or enlightenment or any of the other stuff. It's like, I don't, I don't like, I hardly, it's like when I look at fears, my opponent is like, who won? And if I can say that I, I won today and I can continue to do that, that compounding effect is going to allow me to live the life I really want to live and you as well. And so I hope this message was helpful. And again, as we move into this, I'm going to talk about things like resistance and working with the feelings of fear. Um, I am going to talk about that in this series. And so um, as, as we move into the series, I'll, we'll kind of follow up with that. But, um, you know, it's just something to think about today, I think, and especially as we move into a new year and all this stuff, start getting caught in the, ra you know, the rat race of everything. It's like really seeing fear as your opponent and seeing yourself as someone who can conquer that opponent 
are are two critical things in in your uh, success on this path. So, with all that said, um, I wish you guys a great week as always. Looking forward to this series. I'm excited. We got some cool stuff we're going to talk about. And um, as always, if you need help, please check out the resources in the notes. Head over to RestoredMinds.com. And if you're looking for help, you know whether it's part of our group program or our one-on-one program, please uh, complete the application, and we'll be sure to reach out to you, um, you know, shortly. So thank you, and I wish you guys a great day. Talk to you soon. Hi there, Matt Cotty here, and thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you. And the good news is, is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we would really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.